0: the real facts and the real stats about our local market. Um, we want to provide you with that information that will help you make informed decisions. Now, you can, if you can't hear this on the radio, you can stream it on your your computer by going to the website kynofresno.com, or you can download the mobile app on your phone, or even just ask Alexa, play Kyno Fresno. Uh, and if you missed the show we upload it each uh, upload it to our website after each show so today here we are Christmas Eve Eve and we have a couple of guests down here I would suspect these two guys who have been around a while and have been on the show before um, they have time today because I doubt Santa's gonna be visiting and (laughs) delivering anything to you two characters (laughs) so First of all, we have George Meese here in the studio with us uh, of George Meese International Real Estate. Hey, good morning, Don. I hope I'm on the nice list. Ah, yeah, keep hoping. (laughs) And international just means that uh, you really don't have a boss. You work for yourself, by yourself. It's almost like nobody would want to work. Well, uh, Well, that's not true.
1: Well, that's true. I do work on my own, but actually, my wife, Charlene, uh, is my right-hand man. She is uh, your boss. She is my boss, yes. So every day I get up and I can see a little post-it note of what I'm supposed to be doing.
2: (laughs) Right Right next to the post-it note of your password, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay, you can tell today's show is going to be good. We also have here in the studio with us Andy Nazaroff. And as I was going through the intro to this... He kind of lit up when I said something because he knows I
2: stole this from him
0: what, 15,
2: steal. 16 years ago. You didn't steal anything. It was something I gave to you. Oh, okay. We were talking. I was not actually giving it to you. I had an idea for your opener. Yeah. And that is uh, we want, um, to provide our
0: listeners the real facts and the real stats about our local market.
2: So I was listening to a couple of the old shows, and I and I like that you went back to the old one because you've been... You should go listen to it. You've been saying really good information. And I go, Don, there's a there's a line that we came up with 16 years ago that's a little bit better than really good information. So I love the fact that you went real stats, real facts. All right, I'll try We were going to a California Association of Realtors event. Remember that? I do. It was San Diego, I think, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Long drive. And you turned around with this brilliant idea for our opening line. So um, in case you didn't catch it, it's Andy Nazaroff. Andy has been in real estate, how long? 24 years. 24 years, yeah. um, started off in a family business, yeah. moved on and became a um, the CEO yeah. of Guarantee Real Estate. Yeah. And uh, now has moved on and you're a coach. That's right.
2: With, with, tell us who you're a coach for. So it's now my seventh year of coaching Which, uh, for those of you listening that are not in the real estate business, that just means that I I get to talk to realtors across the country that run brokerages or large teams and help them run their business, help them figure out how to grow it. Think about, you know, the business aspect of not just selling real estate, but how to run an organization. So I'm in about 25 different markets across the country and um, about 32 different brokerages and teams that I work with. And you know I'm jealous because you know I love road trips, so it sounds like you take a few. I do. Well, I get to work from home. I get Most of my my business is over Zoom, but every now and then, like a couple weeks ago, a client will ask me to come out for a special event, and I was just in Rochester, New York. Speaking of my paisan. Uh, Yes, (laughs) and uh, believe it or not... There are Scordino's in Rochester, New York. I've always teased Don that he, I feel like he's got a cousin around every corner. <laughs> he has cousins in Rochester, New York. That's true, and that's where my father was born. That's so right, small it, world. Yeah, it makes sense. We're talking about stats in a minute. Guess what the average price in Rochester, New York is? Oh, gosh. 230000
0: Wow, is an average price. Average price. Horse- and what, is, what would that buy
2: you? About a three and two. Three and two, 1500 yeah. On a single-family lot? Single-family lot, yeah. Wow. A lot of house, a lot of lot, too. Rochester is very sprawling like we are in Fresno. With a lot okay. of land, a lot of geography. Um, yeah, you
1: have... Well, it's, it's got to be something like uh, Fresno is to California, then, as far as we are an affordability kind of shiny spot here. it it is there's a lot of pockets like that though in northern new york
2: Um, and rochester is the blue collar pocket rochester is about an hour from buffalo is to the to the west and syracuse is to the east Um, and there's just a lot of of affordability up there Uh, unfortunately incomes have gone way down but anyways i digress
0: well no but the its location is really really important because it's about an hour away from cooperstown
2: Yes, good call. The baseball Hall of Fame. Yes, I
0: I shouldn't have mentioned. Still baseball. haven't no. been there. <laughs>
2: Still haven't been there.
0: Would love to go. <laughs> All right. Speaking of stats, let's get into that. Um, I believe George, you you brought some national stats.
1: Tell us what's happening around the country. Okay, Don. I uh I did kind of a thirty thousand foot overview of 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 what's happening nationally. I know you've got something for us locally, so we'll see how these compare. Uh, The sale of existing single-family homes were down 7.3% from November 22. These are all November numbers. Um, But the shining part of it is that it edged up 0.8% from this October to November, so who knows? Current active listings were down 7.9% in November compared to a year ago, but the number of listings rose 1.3% from October to November this year, to the, and this is the highest level in over a year. Pending sales rose 2% from October to November, but we're still down slightly from a year ago, and pending sales have been slowly climbing since bottoming out this last spring. Regarding prices, the National Association of Realtors reports that the medium home price was up approximately four percent in November from a year before and also had the biggest monthly jump in over a year this last October to November. Hmm.
0: Oh. interesting. So let me give you a few local stats and I'm going to go Fresno County. Um, the reason I do Fresno County, although our, our show hits from Sacramento to, to the grapevine, out to the coast, even to Aptos. Um, but uh, <laughs> the reason I do that is this is Fresno County is all one multiple listing service where I'm pulling these stats from. So, in my opinion, it's the most consistent and, and genuine. For example, if you were to go to Kings County, yeah we have a lot of stats in there from kings county but there's also the kings county multiple listing service yeah so uh same in madera to larry so i think that kind of washes it out a little bit but here's the amazing thing to me and i'd like to get both of your comments because i'm still kind of scratching my head on this one the if you were to take all of uh 22 from january 1st 22 to uh, december 22nd yesterday of uh well of 2022 so yesterday a year ago uh, the median sold price in fresno county was right at four hundred thousand. if you did it for this year it's virtually the same so prices have not moved and you'd think wow we finally have a stable market maybe we've returned to normal But not so. If you look at the amount of solds, um, we are down this year. We were at 7,783 in 22. So 7,783 this year down to 6,050. So that's a considerable drop in the number of transactions. And yet the prices have remained about the same. Yeah. Can I get an opinion
1: from you guys on why that's so? Well, all I can say, Don, is that <clears throat> it's pretty darn close to what the national figures were. Uh, that, that would be a 7.7% drop. And, and nationally, they were showing 7.3%. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's obviously tied to interest rates.
2: Well, yeah. I think it's like for the message to the consumer, gone are the days where you can set the price and the market responded. You've got to really be strategic. The, the data that you just quoted really speaks to the amount of contraction that's happened in the real estate businesses across the country. In the last two to three years, there's been more mortgage companies that have closed their doors than when we went through the Great Recession. Mostly because the sheer volume and the number of transactions, the number of refinances are gone. That's indicative yeah. of where the rates are. the The stats that you read, I think, are more um, uh, like who's going to feel that is the businesses, the brokerages, the mortgage companies, the title, the escrows. But the consumer, the consumer is still benefiting. the The prices are stable. However, you can't go well. The average price is four hundred. I think I can get four twenty. The market's not going to come up just because you set 420. You've got to be strategic in your pricing. All right. So that realtor has to do their homework, be well-prepared
0: for when they present to the seller in their strategy session. And, of course, that seller has to know why they're hiring that professional to give them this information. I mean, do you guys still run into this where… A seller says, Oh man, I'm I know we're going to get multiple offers on this. Yeah.
1: 10 offers, of course, they have the best home on the block.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, and what's interesting about the stats conversation we've the three of us have had many many conversations about this over the years about how much real estate is local. The national stats are just that they're an aggregated number of all the stats across the country, even Fresno County it's too broad for what might be going on in your individual neighborhood. Um, I have markets that I coach in that are second home markets and vacation home markets. It's really soft, and if there ever was an opportunity in the next year to buy something, watch the amount of inventory that's going up in second home markets across. I coach one in, in, I coach three different markets in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and Destin, Florida, and Port St. Joe, all second home markets that have a little bit of primary, the condo high-rise second-home market inventory is through the roof, and things aren't moving. Wow. The stuff that's happening across the country with HOA uh, regulations is really affecting those things, and prices are going through the roof. So if there ever is an opportunity to say everything in real estate is local, it's around these stats.
0: Interesting. Even though the Fresno County stats were very similar to mm-hmm. national stats,
2: yep. how do we explain that one? When I, was, when I was running uh, Guarantee several years ago, I always used to only look at Fresno Clovis because the C- Fresno County stats, all the rural areas tend to bring down the, the real story of what was going on in Fresno and Clovis where the lion's share of the activity was. You'd see average price or median price even higher than Fresno County than what you ran right now. We'll go into certain zip codes of Fresno Clovis. You see even more inflated numbers
0: all right when we get back from our first commercial break i want you both to give us a forecast for 2024 i'm going to get my crystal ball all right
2: right. good
0: uh we'll be right back after this commercial break thank you welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host we have a couple of people here in the studio with us on Christmas Eve Eve, and that would be Andy Nazaroff and George Meese, uh, both are longtime um, practitioners here in the Central Valley. Although, um, Andy, in your bio, you made an interesting comment about
2: you were born when? I was born after Don and George started real estate. <laughs> George.
1: I'm surprised you brought that up. Thanks, Andy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So in other words, you should respect us because we've seen a thing or two. I almost respect you because I've seen what you've seen.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling the love here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. We've been great friends and I have a lot of mutual respect for both of you.
0: Ah, good. Mostly Ah. you, George. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So and everybody has seen a thing or two let's get some forecasts for 24 um where are we going to be going towards the end of next year 2024 how about if i start with george me
1: since you the elder man. of the group <laughs> i'm glad you didn't say age before beauty <laughs> no i have you both ways there we do have faces for radio so um uh, you know my crystal ball uh is and it's really just started in the last month uh seeing buyer and both buyer and builder uh, sentiment is improving uh obviously we're seeing some uh uh falling rates and the expectation is that that uh that's going to continue into the new year and you know i'm not sure what the real magic number is but i i know i believe they're uh projecting will should be somewhere in the sixes, maybe low sixes. I would love to see something in the fives mm-hmm. and I think uh that would make a huge difference.
0: All right. Andy, what what's your crystal ball say for twenty twenty four?
2: Well I don't have a crystal ball that works like George's, but um <laughs> I listen to a lot of different uh smart people economists and
1: oh thank you. I, yeah you just listen to us uh, I, <laughs>
2: I wasn't referring to present company, but, um, I think you have to be careful to, um, the economists that you might listen into because there are economists that are paid by organizations that want to maintain memberships or subscriptions or clicks to their, to their paper. And you've got to look for information that's coming from neutral third parties. And I found myself following a couple that are really fascinating and, um, the the indicator that george was talking about with rates i mean we don't have a crystal ball that works but when you look at where rates came down two different times in the last 90 days they came down by over 50 basis points and 50 basis points is a half a percent and if the next adjustment is another 50 basis points we could be at that place where we're in the low sixes and the main economist for the national mortgage news really fascinating guy to listen to i can't pronounce his last name his first name's logan Um, Great podcast too. He's talking about how inventory will most likely rise when rates come below six. And there's this, this, indicator like I'm, I'm using my hands like a like a scale between the left and the right the as if you were on tv as if i'm on tv thank god i'm not but this whole notion of like when rates come below six you see inventory peaking because now those that have been in the three to four percent interest rates go okay it's not that big of a move for me to go to this next level and so i think that's a big indicator of everything in our market and what happens in 2024 and beyond is a question of inventory buyer demand is there buyer demand is across the country in a, a lot of owner occupant great trade-up single family to you know entry-level markets buyer demand hasn't waned like we think it has the biggest challenge in all those markets is inventory there's you know there used to be absolutely there right. used to be yeah. 15 offers for one house now there might be one or two offers but there's just not many that many homes for them to buy Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting, and I love what you say about be careful what podcast or what news reports you're listening to, which economists, because some of them are paid by organizations. I'm sure we all get those spam emails and text messages saying that the banks are about to release all their foreclosures, you know, become a foreclosure agent. Click here to subscribe. Yeah. So $199 a month, and uh, you can become knowledgeable. Well, here's a little statistic from our Fresno multiple listing service. So (laughs) let's see, current actives for Fresno County are 927. Did you realize that four, four of those are foreclosures? Hmm. I mean, and there's, I don't know if there's ever been a a day in history where there's been zero foreclosures. So yeah, it's normal. Yeah. But, I that's mean, we're pretty minute. close to zero yeah. at four. Um, so I, that's just not much of a market because there is equity in homes. In fact, later in the show, we're going to talk about protecting your equity. So stay, keep, stay tuned for that one. Ooh. That'll be T-shirt. some interesting information. So are we going to be thumbs up or thumbs down, let's say, in six months? In what way? Price? Uh, as, as let's
2: say, as a buyer, as a buyer. Again, in what way? Are we gonna be thumbs up? If you bought something today, are you gonna be thumbs up in six months? All of the forecasts say appreciation is gonna to continue to be strong. It's not going to be crazy, but strong. Meaning, am I gonna lose value in six months? Am I gonna be upside down? Most likely not,
0: yeah. because okay. of inventory. Yeah. Okay, so the low inventory, supply and demand, the, the forces, of supply and demand are at work here, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and as a realtor, I'm optimistic for 2024. And uh, you know, I we we've been through a, a bit of a shock with interest rates because of where we were, and uh, I don't believe we're going to go back to to where we were again. But I think we can have some interest rates that are completely livable and and uh, historically. Uh, Favorable. I mean, mm-hmm. you and I both have had some pretty high interest rates in our life. I, I know my wife and I bought at fourteen and a half percent years ago, and you and, were lucky to get that. And, and it, uh, we were actually lucky to assume a fourteen and a half percent loan. Oh, yeah.
0: All right, that's interesting. Um, and of course, if you would have kept that home, and maybe you did, it it all yeah. paid off.
1: Well. Uh, we didn't keep that particular home, but we paid 65000 for it. It's probably worth 400000 today.
0: <laughs> All right. I just heard a story earlier today about somebody that bought a home back in the 50s for, um, uh, and this is over in the San Jose area, for
2: 55000
0: Fifty-five thousand, 55, now worth, what, $3.5 <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. All right. So I think that buying real estate, as long as it's long term, you're going to be more than fine. If, if it's short term, like to yeah. answer Andy's question, in six months, I wasn't really looking for value to go up right. significantly. Yeah. In fact, maybe before you were born, George, when George uh, Andy, when George and I were selling real estate, it, <laughs> there used to be a rule of thumb. That you had to keep the home five or six years before you could even break even. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to cover the cost of selling it again. Right, right. But I think we all got spoiled by this wild roller coaster ride that has been uh, created by regulations that have entered the market. So, uh, I'm going to make a statement and see if you guys agree with this. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interest rates were held down artificially for far too long. So all the, for two or three years, people were getting, or not, or for at least two years, people were getting these interest rates in the threes, maybe even the twos. Mm-hmm. And it allowed, well, and they were fixed rate mortgages. Then artificially, they drove the interest rates up they being I'm not going to give names but or well the institution is the feds Mm -hmm. drove the interest rates up artificially way too high and it just put the brakes on the market um and it seems like I I love this last statement they're not going to do anything at the last meeting interesting how maybe today we're as close to normal at, in a market as we've been in a long long time it's a great
2: word yeah. yeah i think that the underlying of what you just said is stability and that's when consumers respond you know you used to say in the last maybe five seven eight years that if rates went up you saw consumers come off the fence if rates went down consumers came off the fence because they went oh oh i better do something before it changes again But what's interesting about the last 15, 18 months, maybe even going on two years, is that there's been a waiting on the sidelines for, I'm going to wait to see if prices come down. I'm going to wait to see if rates come down. I'm going to wait, whatever they might be waiting for, they've been waiting on the sidelines. And in that period of time, what's appreciation done in most markets compared to, now rates might've gone from five to seven and then back here and up and down and but the stability right now that's being communicated in doing nothing, in my opinion, yes, rates came down in that, in that response from the market, but people are jumping off the fence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's not going to crash. Oh, so I better buy before all this price gets driven up.
1: Yeah. yeah there can be a cost to waiting. 100%, well, expensive.
2: And
0: not just a calculator-driven cost, but also the cost of, now you're still living in a two bedroom apartment as opposed to a four bedroom home. So um, yeah, there's that, the benefit of use that that you might be missing out on too. How do we respond to people that say, well, I heard on the news that interest rates are going to be cut two or three more times. uh, So maybe I should just wait until summer time to, to do something. What, what's a response there?
1: I always feel that if a person can find a home at a price that works for them, a uh, payment that works for them, they should do it and, and uh, uh, not take a chance on losing out uh, on something that they would possibly regret. Um, and uh, uh, you know, if rates continue to drop, there's a, a refi potential in the future.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Andy, what do you have to say to that?
2: I, I think George is 100% right. And I would add, when rates drop, what does demand do? So if demand increases, what does that do to price offers? What does that do to your competitive offer and your, your need to overpay to be able to buy the house? So if you can afford, George said it best, if you can afford the property now, if you can afford the payment now, buy it now so you're not competing as much in the future. So unless you're an
0: economic analyst or the Kentucky gambler, just do it when you're ready. Mm -hmm. All right. I got a couple of yeses from these two guests. So with that, we're going to go to our next commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. I was waiting for that intro music to, to really sound off, and it finally did. All right, so here in the studio we have Andy Nasroth and George Meese, longtime realtors here in the Fresno County area. Um, we were talking about interest rates and that, that there's speculation out there that rates are going to drop they have dropped so far in the last couple of months but let me ask how do you answer the question when a buyer says is now a good time for me to buy or should i wait
2: so i would answer it the same way uh george's attorney does it's it depends (laughs) um (laughs) it's honestly the most popular answer you'll ever get from an attorney. It depends because there's more to the story. There's more to the equation. And um, I think like we were talking about earlier, tell me where you're moving from. Where are you living now? What can you afford? What causes you to want to buy right now? There's a lot of, it depends. So who asks all these questions? Yeah, of course, your realtor should be asking these questions. But that begs the question of, How has the economy, the information, the digitization of real estate changed this conversation? And I I said this uh, the other day to a a coaching client. I said, isn't it interesting that across the country, realtors are all of a sudden talking about the need to have these strategy sessions again with buyers? There's time to sit down and have a strategy session with a buyer. It's no longer, hey, George, this came on the market. Can we go see it now? Because right. if we don't, in five minutes, it's going to be gone. You have time, and the digitization of of you know those you know, websites pushing in properties and properties and properties. Of the consumer, the consumer has over the last ten years had this instant gratification response to if they push a button, they can go see it, and that's what a realtor is supposed to do is open a door. But the reality is, there's so much more that we can we can give you in value in a strategy session, sitting down, even if it's just over the phone, although better in person, especially when you're looking at the process and the things that you need to be considering when you're buying, but having a strategy
1: session to, to answer the question, it depends. Yeah, you, you need to take time now and we have the time to come up with a good solid game plan and collaborate with the lender and uh, 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 really zero in on exactly what a buyer is looking for.
0: Good. and and you know what you were saying really hits home with me because i saw that too being i've done this for a a year or two yeah um back in the old days before technology overwhelmed everybody it was typical to sit down with a buyer and have a strategy session or a consultation and a conversation talk to them you know what's important to you because what's important to one person is different to another. So that goes to what you say about it
2: depends. But even then, even then, Don, it was as I've been in the business long enough and I grew up in it since I was eight or nine years old, my parents were in it. Um, and when I first got licensed, my mom and I were, were doing buyer consultations together as a, a requirement. We we had you come into the office. We had a PowerPoint slide deck that we walked you through. But even then, prior to all of the properties hitting the internet like they did, there was a buyer consultation as a gateway to how do I find more properties? Can you tell me more about this? There wasn't as much about the strategy session as much as now. There was exceptions with guys like you, but the the primary primary, primary or the dominant reason why a, a consumer met with the realtor is to find more about what's available and tell me more because I can't see pictures, I can't get all the information. But the the strong realtor. Buyer relationship was in that strategy session where they explain the process. Like George said, talk through your different loan options. Talk through what happens in an offer situation. Look at what we're going to most likely get in a counter. Show them what a purchase agreement looks like. So you're not walking, having to walk through it on your first time. Yeah, a very common thing that I
0: saw in these strategy sessions is a buyer would come and say, "Well, here's where where we yeah. want to buy," and they would kind of give you four different streets and said we want to buy inside of that box and it was almost always I was able to say you know there's a neighborhood just outside that box that we might want to consider too because it fits that same description of large lots spacious homes so um that's where the realtor was able to bring value
2: by expanding the horizons. I'm gonna I'm gonna recite back to you what I think you did. Because you have always been somebody that has a gift of curiosity. Mm. It's Thank another you, way I of think. saying that he's really good at playing dumb. But <laughs> Colombo. <laughs> Columbo. Almost. But but I would imagine Don would say when they go, here's the box that I want to be in, you responded with, Tell me what's important to you about that box. Why do you want to live in that box? What is it about that box that you guys really want? And that's where you went through your inventory of there's three different neighborhoods just like that. There's the value of a strategy session, the value of the local realtor who really knows the neighborhoods, who knows the similar boxes. You can't find that. Even with all the information online today, you can't find it. Show me the four neighborhoods that are just like the characteristics of this one. Show me a website that does that. doesn't exist. That's right. So our, a realtor's product knowledge
0: really came to play. Now let's fast forward to the big tech era. And did this not happen a lot in the, let say, in the last 10 years where the buyers, well, uh, we're kind of busy, so I'll just call you or, or text you when one pops up. So sure. one pops up, they want to go see it. And, and it's really like the, the tail wagging the dog. It
1: really was. I mean, it, it, they told us what they want to see. We didn't really make recommendations. They didn't want to hear it. They they knew it. They believed anyway. And it, it was it was such a horse race to get out to the properties to get your offer in, to get in line to see it. It's um, well.
2: I, I work with a lot of of large teams. These guys are, you know, an individual team with a handful of uh-huh. realtors selling three to five hundred homes a year, and those websites that they were subscribing or paying to get you know, what they call leads. They get buyers coming in that are clicking on these buttons. They required the realtor to hurry up, set the appointment, go see it and punished them when they would slow down and ask questions about their circumstances. So we had to reverse train them so that at the first appointment that you're meeting with them, here's the conversation that strategy session that you want to try to have to learn more. Otherwise, all that those big boxes websites have done is condition the consumer. When you click, we give you appointment, and that's all the value of the agent is, is opening a door. It's not true. All right. So there's more to the value of, of the
0: realtor. A lot more. <clears throat> you just got to utilize it. And Yeah.
2: A realtor is worth more than just opening the door. I didn't mean for this subject to choke you up so much, Don. I cut your tongue. But there is a lot of value, and and I've I've watched you guys work over the last decades to see. There's a lot of value when you sit down with them in in that discernment of neighborhood, that discernment of strategy in the offer. And here's one more we haven't mentioned. The value of the realtor having a relationship with the realtor on the other side and being able to work together and have a conversation. And what are they looking for? Tell me a little bit more about the seller's needs and figuring yeah. out a way yeah. to make this deal come together.
1: That's an important aspect. Yeah. And uh, uh, over the years, you do develop those relationships. And, and you know, I, I got this from a dear friend, Sandy Darling. But mm-hmm. uh, Sandy always said, you want to be a realtor that the other realtors want to work with and it's it's a benefit to you and your clients and uh, well said
0: so i've had a <clears throat> couple of situations in the last few months where young buyers were referred to me and when i say young i'm talking about they were in their 20s and i was really afraid there it's going to be a technological race in other words they're they're going to want to do it the click click way um but i suggested to them can we meet first and have a strategy session they bought into that theory we did then i said i if you don't mind the first time let me pick four or five homes to go look at let, let's see if i've got it right what you're after and they allowed me to do
2: that after the strategy session after the strategy so you met with them you heard about what they're looking for and then you based on what you heard they're looking for pick three or four houses
0: correct Yeah, I use that Colombo theory (coughs) of being curious asking them questions then I said let's go in my car and this way we can talk about the homes in between while we're driving to the next one and in both cases we found homes the perfect home so quickly Um, it was just efficient it was a great way to do it and I really got to hand it to them that they handed it off to me the person they hired to help them find the home rather than them having to
2: search through these different websites mm-hmm. so i think i'm hearing two lessons one for the consumer yeah. there is value in that strategy session and in interviewing a realtor to see what their product knowledge looks like to see how long they've lived in the area to see how well they know the communities and on the flip side realtors do your homework There is value. And remember this old school thing that we used to do for many, many years? Preview. Get out there and preview the neighborhoods. Get out there and
1: preview the properties that just hit the market. It's a lost art.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Or
1: uh, possibly they just wanted to get out of Don's car.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, not all my jokes
1: are bad. Some are good.
2: All
0: right. With that, we're going to go to our next commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO.
1: It's the most wonderful time of the year
0: with the kids' jingle bells. Well, welcome back to Everyone Welcome Home Tell Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we're going to start this last segment off with a, a, a mini segment of what the kids have taught the adults about what a home really means so I want to give you a few quotes that we got from our Homewords essay contest a couple months ago here's one that I really like and it comes from Madison who's a fourth grader my home means a lot to me uh, my home means a lot to me because my parents put a lot of work into this into this home mm-hmm. so the part that impresses me is she's looking outside of herself. Mm-hmm. She's seen what someone else did to right. make it special.
2: Yeah. Well done.
0: Yeah. And that's from a fourth grader. Yeah. So imagine what Andy and George should be thinking.
2: I also <laughs> saw the value that of the lesson that she's taught for her future about the parents working together to improve the, the property. Yeah. Ah, Good one. Yeah. Um. Here's one from
0: Ryan, who's a fifth grader. Uh, a home is a place that I can feel safe and it shelters me from the storms. Here's one by Olivia, a seventh grader. The word proud comes to mind whenever I think of my home. For me, my home is the place where my family and friends are.
2: Oh, that's good. That's great. And
0: I like that about proud because yeah. I'll bet she's takes good care of it well said yeah.
1: friggin lady yeah
0: here's one from allison an eighth grader to me my neighborhood is also my
1: home mm-hmm.
0: once again here's yeah. uh, a kid looking outside the box yeah. um, and, and looking at the neighborhood and how that community the community yeah mm-hmm. there you go because a ho- a home helps build a community All right, now we've got one from a 12th grader named Haley. Home is more than a place. It's a feeling, that sense of safety, when the storm rages outside. The truth is, home can be anywhere. It can be an extravagant mansion or a humble trailer park. It doesn't matter where it is. All Mm. that matters is that after a long day, you feel the warm embrace of safety. Good word, Haley. Well done, yes. Yeah. And by the way, all of these are kids. Mm -hmm. These are not the economists. Right, yeah. Okay, here's our last one uh, to comment on. And from Lacey, who is an 11th grader. To me, home is not a fixed, unchanging location. It is wherever I am with the people I
1: love. That's great. Yeah. So what wasn't mentioned is interest rates or price My mom and dad got a really good deal since (laughs) they bought the house and they, they're thinking about selling it because
2: prices are here. It's all about family and community and connection, safety. That word was in a
0: lot of them. Yeah. Maybe that's what kids are looking for. Mm -hmm. Safety, um, a place where they belong.
1: Sense of permanence.
2: It's cliche. We've said it a lot, but that, that whole adage of a house becomes a home shows up in their essays it's not a house it's their home hmm and I think it's important to note too that
0: not one kid mentioned whether they owned it rented it or shared
2: the right. home or if they even knew I mean yeah. some mm-hmm. of those kids might not even know if, no. if their right. family is renting it or owning it. it doesn't it doesn't matter to them that's right that's where their family is that's where yeah. I like this when when you're reading I don't remember who it was but I got this picture of of what goes through a child's mind when they're when they're driving home and they're pulling up to their street what is that feeling that they have that familiarity comfort uh-huh and then they pull up to their house and if you're thinking about maybe their friends are pulling up to their house and they're proud of what they can show to their friends of this is this is my home regardless of what the home yeah. looks like this is
1: Home. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I mean, we've been in our home for 36 years now, and so my daughter was five when when we bought it, and now she's got her own home, and uh, 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 we've got a f- uh, four-year-old and a six-year-old and uh, grandkids. And uh, thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it better, uh, but it's, it's funny how. When they come through the door, it's like they own the place. They yeah. come charging in, and uh, actually they do, I guess. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a, a place of comfort, I think. And
2: I imagine that your daughter is telling your grandkids stories about, well, when I was your age, I would run down this hall. And they can't really connect to that, they,
1: right? They have a little trouble understanding that. Right. Yeah. Or even the connection, you know. Yeah. We're just... Uh, Grandpa is your Mom dad what? just there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How does that work?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. So hopefully and here we are just before Christmas, Christmas yeah. thinking about the warmth, the security of a home. And um, I would really hope that people as they go into these strategy sessions with their um, with their realtor, that they balance out the true meaning of a home. Mm-hmm. With the numbers, yeah, and yeah, you have to put the numbers into it. I mean, otherwise, we'd go buy that five million dollar home, uh, even though you don't have that kind of income. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, but like the kid said, it didn't matter if you were in a humble trailer park or a, a big magnificent mansion.
1: mansion.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, here's something I want to bring up. In, uh to close out the show and that would be advice for equity holders now that we know from the kids how important a home is i'm going to use the example somebody has a four hundred thousand dollar home they owe two hundred thousand dollars on it and they get those phone calls or the emails or the letters saying untap your lost wow. uh, your equity it's unused cash yeah. uh, refinance now what kind of advice can we give people because they're being told hey take all your credit cards mm-hmm. uh, they're at 18 20 percent you know consolidate them down now that interest rates have dropped
1: yeah i I would be very wary of of making your home into a piggy bank and a lot of people did that in uh, uh, you know, two thousand six, seven, eight, nine, and uh, it it really came back to to haunt a lot of people. And
2: well, you've seen a lot more of the offers for home equity lines of credit in the last two years because mortgage companies are looking for product opportunities because they weren't getting the refinances, so they're tapping into the we have we have more equity across our country in home ownership than we've ever had. Right, and. So you know, smart on their part to go. Well, how do how do we keep our volume and our businesses open? And home equity lines of credit have been so. You're you're. It's no surprise that you're going to see those number of offers. But what I was was thinking about. I was listening to you, Don, about the question. What if you, as a homeowner that have equity, can just slow down and simply reconnect? To how much does that equity give you peace of mind? Go back to what these kids said and mm-hmm. think about wow, it really feels great that I've got $200,000 in my savings. It really feels great that I don't have to make a move. And we've got a lot of peace of mind in our financial situation because of what we've grown our equity to.
0: That's a really good point. So we're talking about the kids having security and all that. Mm -hmm. But how about the breadwinners Mm -hmm. too? they got to have that security to know that they've um, got their expenses under control. Um, Maybe they're only... 18 years away from paying it off down to zero. Um, So, yeah, there's that security for the parents, too. Yeah, it's a haven for both adults and children alike. And I want to go back to, I believe it was 2009 or 10, the Fresno Association of Realtors did a survey on where did all the foreclosures come from. 51% of the foreclosures in Fresno County came from cash-out refinances. ATMs. Yeah. Yeah, They use their home as an ATM. Um, It wasn't from purchases. It wasn't because of interest rates. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was they misused all that equity and maybe forgot to – maybe they were spending 110% of their income on a monthly basis – that's why they had to go to the credit cards. That's why they had to go to the home equity loan to pay off the credit cards. And they never slowed it down enough to say, I've got it under control. Yeah, there were so many sad stories.
1: Just...
0: All right, quickly in 20 seconds or less, George, give us your best real estate advice. I would say
2: call your realtor.
0: All right, that's good enough. You're gonna, are you, you gonna Andy? yield
1: your
2: extra 10 seconds to me? <laughs> Uh, I think you got to slow down before you speed up, slow down to speed up the process. In other words, like meet with your realtor, go over what you're really wanting to accomplish and watch how that helps you accelerate your results. And my advice is have a Merry Christmas Absolutely. <laughs> and enjoy,
0: enjoy your homes. And with that, we'll be back again next week. So thank you from Welcome Home Radio.